there been a time when um, you have done or said something negative about your co-parent in front of your son? What I said to my son is that me and your dad are no longer together because your dad wants to sleep with other women. Do I think that me making that statement might have traumatized him? No, I don't. I just think that it was inappropriate. I shouldn't have uh, I shouldn't have had that conversation, although it was brief. I should not have had that conversation with a six year six year old. That was adult business. Single dad, why you mad? 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 So, uh, Rachel, has there been a time when um, you have done or said something negative about your co-parent? Absolutely. Um, there was one time where, if I could recall correctly, he had, I asked him to leave, but um, he kept coming around and making, I guess, using my son as an excuse to be around because he could very much so had taken him and gone somewhere with him, right? So he would come by and, and see my son. And I don't know what happened. We got into it. And you know how, you know, when someone is angry about something, it might not necessarily be what they're talking about. It, it, it kind of adds up and implodes. And, and but anyway, so again, I was very angry. And I said something to my son that was inappropriate for him to manage mentally for his age and what i said to my son is that me and your dad are no longer together because your dad wants to sleep with other women and that's what i said to my son you just walked up hey tapped him on the shoulder guess what me and your dad are no longer together. no yes. no me and his dad had gotten into the argument and he walked out and my son started crying so your son heard the argument and started crying he started crying. Yeah. When dad walked out, he walked out and slammed the door? That type of uh, walk out? No, mm -mm. no. No. I don't remember him slamming the door. Okay. Yeah. So, so your son starts crying. How old is he? Maybe six. Six years old. He starts six crying. Six or seven. He's sitting on the sofa crying. Where is he crying at? He's at the dinner table. He was eating. He was eating. And, he's and his dad had stopped by. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said, and, and you go. And I told him, him, I told him that I'm not tolerating that. You go over to him while he's crying. <laughs> because I did. I get what you. I did not want him to feel that it that it might be about him. I understand that, but I just want to get. So, I understand that. I just want to get to the details. So I absolutely told him. He's eating. Do you remember what he was eating? No, it's probably okay. some snack or something. I don't know. Who knows? He, table. Table. he starts crying after his dad storms out, and you say, "Listen, uh, Makai, um, the, it's not about you. This mm -hmm. is your dad wants to be with other women, and I'm not tolerating that." Yes, and that's exactly what that. I said to him. He was he was just crying. He just kept crying, and then eventually he stopped and he went about his day. Now, this is at a time I remember you talking to me about this because we've been friends for a really long time, that he mm -hmm. was getting into fights in school. Yeah, he was. He was. I remember him, he was good for kicking somebody in the balls. 
No. That wasn't the time? I think no. I remember you telling me one time you kicked some kid in the balls. Um, I could no, be wrong. Okay, okay, I, I don't remember, remember that. <laughs> but somebody left the message that he got into a fight in school because obviously so-and-so. So do you think that those fights um, were out of his anger for his parents breaking up? I, I don't know. I don't know. It could have been. I don't know. So that's the rough part about being a parent, right? The normal displays of emotion that you would have or the gut felt initial reaction that you may have to a given situation. You've got to try and struggle and keep it. I know in my case, there have been a lot of situations where I felt the way about something that my ex did. Being the kind of guy I am where I say a lot of shit, you know, very quick-witted and very rapid-fire shit, like I got to check myself because I realized what comes out of my mouth is going to make an impression on my daughters. So it's interesting, like, you know, you said what you said to Makai at that young age. He cried, he cried, he cried, and then he was just quiet and he went about his day, you know. But the, the wild thing is that it sits with them, you know, and it helps shape their, their opinions of that other parent as well as their opinion of you because of what you said, you know. And um, what I really found interesting was that he was getting in fights because I saw the same thing with my oldest daughter when we were going through a divorce because she was, you know, what was she, gosh, maybe about eight years old when her mom and I... uh first separated and so she was in school and would pick fights with boys and what we ultimately found out like with her going through therapy and you know even me going through you know my conversation with therapists was that was her lashing out at at, at me as a dad you know for for some anger she had for for my part in the divorce did your mom ever talk bad about your dad when you were growing up yeah to this day to this day. To this day. She's still doing it. To oh, man. Day. That clip is full. She just, she's still spraying. And and how does that make you feel about your dad? Did you feel bad toward your dad because of what your mom was telling? Or did you feel bad about your, did you feel bad about your dad because of what you experienced with him? So my relationship with my dad was quite different from the relationship that my siblings had. By the time I came along, my mom had left my dad. And my mom and my dad, I believe my mom was 17 and my dad was 18 when they got married. My mom had her first baby, 17, had three children by the age of 20. So um, my relationship with my dad was quite different. Even my sister said something to me. It was as if he was my dad and they had another father. So I got to see the kinder and gentler dad. Although my mom bad, bad mouthed him, I had a love for my dad. That's another interesting point. You know, the fact that your siblings recount your dad as being a completely different guy. You hear that a lot, even in my house growing up. You know, we joke around that my two older sisters were the poor kids and we were like the the lower middle class kids. And then by the time my little brother came around, you know, uh seven years after me, six years after my little sister, like he was the rich kid. And a large part of it is, you know, my parents were, you know, in a completely different economic uh, background or economic bracket by the time my brother came around versus when my sisters were first born. And they were also a lot older. So their parenting style, their temperament, you know, 
a lot of the shit had changed in the 14 years between when their first kid was born and their last kid was born. Yeah, it's really interesting how you could grow up in the same neighborhood, in the same house, with the same parents that have a completely different lived experience. So, uh, I want to play something. I talking down on my dad. And I never saw the parts that she saw. And she would always tell us stories about how awful he was, but I never saw that. Um, and so... It was kind of like, well, what do I believe? And I, I found myself resenting my mom. Um, and I couldn't even explain why. And, you know, I feel like society and um, sociology has research about why you shouldn't talk about the absent parent in a negative way. And I know that. But the truth is, the dude sucks. subject I want to, you know, to get into a little bit. What is the effect of speaking bad about a co-parent? What has been your experience? Um, so again, my mom has talked about my dad badly from day one. So again, I'm 50 years old and they've been divorced probably 50 years. Who knows? They've been apart at least 50 years that I know about. And my mom can recall everything bad that my dad has done to her. They don't have any type of communication, but my mom will bring up something about my um, father. Even recently, she, my sister said she was talking to my mom about something and she went in on how my, my dad is a no good bum. <laughs> and he's always been a bum. Fortunately, I got to see a nicer side to my dad. You know, my sibling stories are quite different than mine. You know, my, my dad was abusive. He abused drugs and he was abusive to, you know, the three oldest children. But I never got to see that side of him. So you did not resent your dad no. at all? Did you resent no. your mom at all for telling you that stuff? I don't, uh, so I do have resentment towards my mom, but I'm not sure if that is the reason why. And, you know, and that's why, you know, I, I had told you before that, you know, I want to see a therapist, you know, I'm in search of a therapist because um, I have some resentment towards my mom. Okay. Now, do you feel like your son has any resentments toward his dad for the breakup in the relationship and for what he's heard from you? So, I love I looking up in the air. I love the eyes going up in the air like that. Like, let me really think about this. Go ahead. I would have to ask him. You know, I would have to ask him. So, you know, I I, I ask him all the time. Like, how does he feel about me as a mom? Do you do you do you feel that you are heard in this household? Do you feel that you are important? Because that's not something I could have ever told my mom, well, mom, I'm not happy with this. I could never tell my mom something like that. So I could never go to my mom and say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm unhappy with this. I don't like that you did this because my mom is like, I did the best I could do. And, you know, I was a single, you know, mom and all of this other stuff. So 
I asked my son, are you happy? Like, do you, and he tells me, my, I have a good life. I have two parents that love me. So I don't think there's any animosity towards his dad. He knows what it, it is, what it is, it is. And he knows who his dad is. And, um, you know, I even say sometimes when his dad does, doesn't um, come through, I tell him all the time, I'm sorry, Makai, I picked him. I tell him that all the time. I picked him. I think for the most part, he's a happy kid. I would have to ask him if there's any animosity. He loves his dad, you know, when it's time for him to, you know, go see him, whatever. He, he looks forward to it. I mean, he realizes that my relationship with him, meaning my son, and my son's relationship with his dad is totally different. If you had to do it all over again, would you do it any differently? Meaning when he was crying that day after uh, uh -huh. he walked out, what would you do differently? I don't know if I would have done anything different because I, do I think that me making that statement might have traumatized him? No, I don't. I just think that it was inappropriate. I shouldn't have, uh, I shouldn't have had that conversation, although it was brief. I should not have had that conversation with a six-year-old. Six year that was adult business. Do you feel like maybe you had that conversation or made that statement to him in that moment at that time because you felt like maybe your son would be blaming you for what was going on between you and his dad? No. You get the question I'm asking. Yes, I do. No. Like he's over there crying because he thinks that I'm pushing his dad away but I need to be clear to him that it's not me pushing his dad away. His dad doesn't really want to be here in the first place or doesn't want to be with me the way I need him to be with me. I mean, that could have been a little bit, a bit of it. Maybe I didn't want him to feel like um, I was the reason why, because I remember one time and I don't remember whether it was after this, this, this um, incident. Um, he was having some housing issues or whatever. And he nonchalantly said, well, um, I was thinking that maybe I could stay here. Right. Not give me where in my apartment, in, Brooklyn. in your apartment in Brooklyn, meaning yeah. he, 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 you put him out. Yeah. He's gone because he yeah. was cheating. He yeah. is living in a room until he finds a better place to live. And then he's having some housing issues. So he right. wants to come back to the apartment that you put him out of. Because, right. Oh, my goodness. Right. Go yes. As if nothing and, happened. As right. If exactly. <laughs> yes. To use me. To use me. And um, he, he just said, it like, I was thinking about, you know, um, you know, maybe I could stay here. And I said, no, you can't. Did he still have the key? I, I don't I don't think so. Good. At this point. Because I got smart and changed the locks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, <laughs> the timeline, I don't have it exact, but I know at one point I changed the locks mm -hmm. because he refused to um, give me the key back. But, um, so, okay. So there's, a, I'm sorry to go off on this tangent. What was it like the first time he came back and the locks were changed? So I had a friend um, that lived up the block and, um, he told one of my friends, we had a friend, a mutual friend. Um, he told my friend that that man came over and changed the locks for me. 
So you lost me for a second. My question to you is, what did he say when he tried to put his key in the door? To I don't know. Home? I don't know. I heard him try and put the key in the lock, but he didn't say anything to me. And then, and no, he didn't. I don't think he, if I recall correctly, I don't believe he, um, I think he just walked away. He tried, he tried calling me on the phone a few times and I didn't pick up the phone. But anyway, back to, to, um, so he says, you know, I, I was thinking that maybe I could stay here and I said, no. And then Makai says, oh my, you so mean. That's what she, that's what he said to me. And um, I was like, no, he can't live here. Because you know what, David, I was so, like I said, I was angry, but um, I didn't realize how unhappy I was because we were having issues way before I found out about the other women. We were having issues, right? More, and, and, and I know they say like two, it takes two to make a relationship work. But it takes one person to fuck up a relationship. And he really fucked up the relationship. There was a lot of things going on way before I found out about the cheating. So um, once I found out, he noticed that I no longer cared. And he hated that. I guess that feeling I gave him. That I, that I you know, not that I didn't care about the cheating. I no longer cared about him. And it took a minute to get there where you stop caring about somebody because, you know, when somebody does you wrong, it hurts. But if you care about somebody, you love about love somebody, it's hard to turn that off. You know, it takes some time. There was no turning back. Do you think he asked him? He asked you in front of your son, hoping that you would be like, yeah, okay, because your son was there and he knew, you know, oh, ma, you so mean. You know, do you think that he asked you intentionally in front of the kid? Mm -mm. I mean, because that's an adult conversation to have outside of the kids, from what I'm saying. Yeah, but he wasn't ready to have an adult conversation. Because if you did, you wouldn't have just said, I was thinking about coming here. How? So let's talk about wearing your heart on your sleeve. Okay. So you don't want to say bad things about your co-parent. No. You, and, and we talked about this a little bit on, you know, um, you don't want to, but when you look at Candy Burris' situation, you said she can't help but do that. T t t talk about, because I experienced a lot of that also, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When you feel like you're getting fucked up the ass. And so unappreciated. And just, just straight Taken for granted. Just Take straight granted. fucked. Yeah. How... Do you walk around with this smile on your face in yes. front of everybody yes. and pretend that nothing is going on and that everything is dandy? How do you do that and still be your authentic self? Right. When people start talking this, eh, just accept and love and believe and trust and y'all came together for a reason and all that other sort of shit. I just want to take a big shit on their faces <laughs> when they say that shit. Oh, my God. Is so you walk around, and it's obvious that you're feeling a certain way. And you're okay. saying, from what I heard you say before, is that that comes out and expresses itself, and your kids can see it. Oh, absolutely. Like, because how do you... How do you deal with stuff? You know, they tell you don't bottle it in. And I'm not saying that... Um, 
you should you should bring it up with your kids. You know, you definitely should talk to your friends about it or you should, you know, talk to other people about it. But how do you you're human? How do you not? That would mean I was perfect. And yet, sometimes you just say things in general, even when you're not in a relationship, you say things sometimes that you shouldn't have, or you say it and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. So there's very little that I say when I say to myself, I shouldn't have said that. I don't you never know, say, I, oh, I shouldn't have said that? Never? So sometimes, okay, let's not go off on that track. Um, okay, okay. <laughs> So at the end of the day, we're saying that um, although it's not our intent uh-huh. to speak ill or bash or um, whatever the word is, our co-parents, sometimes we wear our hearts on our sleeves and it just comes out in our actions, in um, how when they call and you look at the phone and you say, this motherfucker, right? Or, or whatever else it is. And our kids pick up on that. Yeah, they do because, um, for example, um, we were walking out the door. This is pre-COVID. We were walking out the door. I was, you know, getting ready to drive um, Makita School, and um, my cell phone rings, and it's the it's his dad. And Makai was like, "What's wrong?" And I, all I had did was look at the screen and see his father's name. <laughs> And he can tell in my face that I wasn't, you know, I'm not interested in. And, you know, David, I try to, you know, I know you struggle with being a co-parent. And I tried at one point to, you know, um, be a co-parent with him. We have no communication at this point because he's done so many stupid stuff after the fact that I have no interest in even being his friend. And he's telling, he's told Makai that, oh, your mom doesn't pick up my phone calls. <laughs> because he's of age. What what do you need to talk to me about? Anyway, um, we've been at this for a little while. And uh, this was just supposed to be a cutaway. <laughs> and it ended up being a whole episode. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how I'm going to do it or whatever else it is, but I thank you. Um, Clark, uh, call to action. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being open, honest, and candid. I know it took a lot to share some of this stuff, uh, but we really appreciate it. Ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults, thank you for joining us for another episode of the Simple Dad, Why You Mad podcast. We truly appreciate you for tuning in and listening. You know, you can find us out there wherever you find podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. On Stitcher, uh, we are out there on social media, so you can follow us on Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter. Uh, we have some stuff up on YouTube. David, anything you want to add? Let's let Rachel do it. Okay, single dad, why you mad? Thank you. Single dad, why you mad? 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 Single dad, why you mad?